morning, everybody, and welcome to Sports on the Porch, recorded live in the Screen Porch Studios. And it is another cold one. Why? Why do we keep doing this on like the coldest nights? Um, I spared you from last week, or actually, Reed saved you. Yeah, it, Reed did. It was did. colder Wednesday than it was Monday. When it, we it was, yeah. Court. It was indeed colder, and I'm glad that we were not out here. Uh, the beauty part about this is we don't have the wind tonight, and I'm really enjoying that. Um, but and I am definitely dressed a little bit more appropriately this uh, this week. And your unitard is fabulous. Well, thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'll put the mask on later. Um, so, Josh, as we always begin our programs, what is the temp? We're sitting at 5 degrees Fahrenheit tonight, Matt, which <sighs> equals negative 15 degrees Celsius. That's this is our coldest podcast to date. It is. and uh, um, But it doesn't feel like that. Maybe it's just the warm camaraderie that we have. It could be. Uh, maybe with our special guest that we Who's have Who's breathing evening. heavily in my ear. I it's think that's liquid, probably It's it. the liquid long johns. <laughs> it is the liquid long johns. Very good. We want to welcome Nathan back, uh, our local Packer fan. Um, we do have Border Battle 119 coming up this Monday night. Big uh, week. Big week. And we'll get to that in a little bit because uh, that's certainly exciting for me. I think it's exciting for all of us here, but uh, well, there's a lot riding on this game, and I'm excited to. There is, to get yes. Into it. I'm very excited. Yes. I think we're all excited. Yeah. This is very I, nice. Yeah, yeah it's good to be excited. A lot of excitement. Yeah. yeah, the warmth has come from the excitement. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Um, Josh, uh, what is in your cup tonight, Matt? I've got the K Fan beer. I've been wanting to try this for a while. Uh, it's from Uda Pills um, out of St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, we had one of these uh, at a recent Vikings game. You and I had one. You liked it. And my comment was, it tastes like beer. Uh, like, if you're just looking for a beer that tastes like beer, get this. Um, it's, it's nothing weird. special. It's weird that a, ba- a beer tastes like beer. Yeah, and like, not cat piss. Right. Well, that's a it, bonus. Mix in a little cat piss, and maybe this would be better. But no, I don't no. Uda Pills is a great brewery. Local. I, and I, I lied. It's out of Minneapolis. Yeah, it is out of Minneapolis, um, and they do have uh, a lot of good brews there. So if you are in Minneapolis, uh, stop by there. Uh, there's no food there, but they do often have food trucks outside. And uh, uh, again, they you know all of their beer, not just the K Fan, which is a Blondale. Um, are very good, and this is a beer that I do enjoy. Um, but you you're, know, you're, I, in my opinion, dramatically overselling this beer. It's it's not that great. It's it's not distinguishable. It's just a run of the mill. It tastes like beer. Beer. How do and they f- they put the K fan on it, so rubes like me spend ten bucks for this. Well, it says rubes right on it. So yeah, it appealed to me. Yeah, it did. Yeah. How are you, how are we supposed to get Uda Pills as a sponsor if you keep bashing their beer? I, I'm more interested in uh, in the beer that Grandpa Jay brought. Well, I that know was, you that are. That was that was good. I know you are. That was enjoyable. And, and uh, we'll maybe have some more. But you know, and do, you, do you remember that? I do. Source of nurture. Yes. yes. It was it was very delicious. Yes. Uh, but Nathan, you've also brought a beer. Actually, I think you were gifted it. Um, and 
Tell us about your beer again. Again, it's this. I, I'm really just stuck on this one. It's it's just a great little macro brew from a, a nice little brewery down in St. Louis. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a beer that tastes like beer. But I actually, for some reason, like beer that tastes like beer. Um, huh. Yeah, what's wrong? Have you ever with tried mixing a little cat urine with it? No, it I really haven't. brings out the hoppiness and does it? Yeah, it brings out the yep. cat urineness of my beer. No, uh, no, I'm sticking with my uh, good old uh, Bulai. Good, uh, good old Bulai. Uh, that's not. It's my stable. I don't. I don't try to. I don't mess around with all this other. Well, why don't stuff. you drink Miller Lite? Gives me headaches to tell you the truth. Yeah, that's more of a Wisconsin beer. It is until they sold to a company out of South Africa. That's so. true. I used to struggle through it just just because you know. To, yeah. to keep the keep the local thing going, but certainly. Well, I am drinking a Crook and Marker as gifted as uh, gifted as promised. Yes, uh, finally um, paying my debts. Paying your debts, which is wonderful. It is spiked and sparkling, and this is the right main, up your alley. That's yeah. kind of how I've uh, described you before. Yeah, spiked whenever you say hey, hey, tell us about Matt. Well, he's <laughs> certainly spiked and sparkling, especially in that uh, sequined unitard. Yeah, well, why did you get... I'm just so excited to see it. Check our Facebook page, you'll see pictures of it. Um, I just don't understand why you need the nut cup. (laughs) Well, you are here. You are here tonight. Uh, Protection, uh, comfort. You are sitting across from each other. Yeah, that's true. So, well... These are all wonderful beverages. Have we, have we completely derailed? We've completely derailed. Right, we got to get, get back, back on track. track but um, so we have uh, we have a big game we're going to talk about here in a second. But Josh, this is a big moment for a lot of people. Now I wouldn't know anything about this, but this is a big moment in fantasy football uh, because this is my understanding. This is playoffs. They this they, is championship week. Oh, this is so, championship week. Um, fantasy football leagues and week 16 uh so this has uh begun championship week um i've shared before i'm in six leagues this was a great fantasy football year for me um made it to the for you well thank you uh playoffs in all six and um lost two of those in the first round however advanced to the championship in the next four um so i've got that and then also i've got my uh, uh it was the Survivor um, um, Guillotine League. Guillotine. Yep, the Guillotine League, which I'm uh, leading that as well. So uh, poised uh, for for a possible championship there. So wow. it was a great year. Um, things uh, worked out really well, and I I hope our listeners that uh, joined us early in the season, um, hopefully you're enjoying championships as well. Because well, you listen to my advice. Well, thank you. What, what was that for? Yeah, that's tooting your own horn. Um, well, you gave me the segment. I did. I did give you the segment. So what do people need to look out for coming into the championship week? Obviously, teams uh, that are out of the playoffs or out of playoff contention, you're still going to have players that are associated with you those will. teams. You, you, top one that you look at is Christian McCaffrey, right? The Panthers are out of it, but he's still going to be the, the top running back um, in all likelihood uh, in rankings going into this 
week. The advice that I give, and this kind of flies in the face of some experts that say, dance with with who brought you uh, to the championship, and I don't think that's the case at all. You go and and you look at maybe it's the the Bucks wide receiver uh, Perriman um, or Justin Watson uh, with uh, Evans and and Godwin out. Winston slings the ball, and these are prime opportunities that if if I can get my hands on Perriman in in my big money league, for example. I would very strongly consider starting him over, say, Elvin Kamara, who has disappointed all year, hasn't scored a touchdown in nine weeks um, because that upside potential that Perriman has. And I'm not really downside that much on on Kamara, you know? So what about teams that are really struggling, or not struggling, but really fighting for a playoff spot or at least a playoff position that are going to maybe go out and... You know that have key games coming up, key matches up, key matchups this weekend. Weekend, you're going to see maybe some bigger plays out of them, or no? Or? I, I I don't put a lot of stock in in week 16 and resting of players or trying to fight for playoff spots because we got to keep in mind these these coaches are coaching to win the NFL game, not to win me a fantasy championship. So Wait, you don't have connections? That, I uh, do, but the, I've asked them, and they said, no, Josh, we're coaching to win the game, not to win you a fantasy champion. Oh. That was a literal quote. Oh. Um, so it, 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 it's one of those things that I treat it like any other week from that perspective and, and start the, the the matchups that you're looking at. You know, if you, you're going against um, Carolina's run defense, one of the worst in the league, uh, start that guy. If, if you're going against the Dolphins, uh, start the pass catchers. You, you know, it's it, it shouldn't really be any different um, matchup-wise. Um, but I will, uh, again, highlight, uh, go out and, and work that waiver wire this week. And I'm sorry, that was... Uh as the notification that you're done um no but keep going um that uh i i have a question nathan do you play fantasy at all uh i used to i don't anymore okay. uh, i found that i am way too competitive to let something like that just mostly go to chance so i, I just kind of quit i do have one question for you yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as fantasy so how would you uh advise uh, fantasy players to to go about Delvin Cook. I mean, Delvin, for the most part, has powered a lot of teams into yep. the playoffs and and maybe has gotten them to this point. Uh, <clears throat> uh, maybe uh So so, what would you? What advice would you give them going into this week? Well, um, hopefully you backed up your Delvin Cook with Alexander Madison. I think that that was one of the true handcuffs. Um, we had Zeke in Dallas with Tony Pollard uh, being another true handcuff. And hopefully you have Madison. But I, I think I'm sure Mike Boone is out there for everybody, right? So go out and get Boone, okay? And then if Delvin doesn't go, you start Boone even if Madison plays because okay. I think we're going to see a 60-40. That's kind of my question. Yep. Did, did Boone's performance last week now kind of lower your expectation for Madison going into this week? Not, I, I wouldn't say, if, if Delvin doesn't go, Madison's the better start there. Sure. But I, I think that you're going to see plenty of opportunity for Boone, just like you did Madison in some of the games with Delvin Cook in there. True. So I, I would treat that, that relationship kind of the same. Okay. So, uh, just a quick question, because I know that this is, again, championship week, but 
what what kicker do you start this week? Well, if you bring up another kicker on this show when we're talking about fantasy football, I'm leaving. Well, but they they play right. I mean, you start well. Okay. Again, we derailed. We have derailed, but oh. I'm really curious about the kickers. So, speaking of kickers, you a kicker? That's why I'm wearing a cup. Freaking nut cup. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing a cup. There we right go. There. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. we yep. got there. Can't do it. Got there. Okay. So, I want to dedicate a lot of time to this because that's creepy. I want to dedicate a little bit of time to this, or a lot of time to this, and this is. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Green Bay Packers. And first, we're going to start with a little bit of recap. We have Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears. Now, Nathan, you as a diehard Packer fan, you have to agree that the Packers did not look like the Packers that could that are the division winners, uh, supposedly. That are that's not a word, but I'm I'm going to say it is. But these were not the Packers that we're used to seeing, especially at the beginning of the season. Uh, this is not the Aaron Rodgers we're used to seeing, I think, through the last five games that he's played. So what are your thoughts about that Chicago game uh, in regards to how they're going to finish out the season now? Yeah, I mean, the Chicago game really showed me what I've been frustrated with all season is their inability to just step on the throat of an opponent when they're up. They are one of the best teams going, you know, in the first quarter. Uh, I think their their offense is ranked top seven somewhere somewhere in that range as far as uh, as far as first quarter goes and it just falls off precipitously after that and it's it's really frustrating as a fan when you're up two scores and they're in the third early in the third quarter and they're just running the ball into the line running the ball into the line and right. then and then get to third and eight and it's like okay we have to throw the ball well you're not going to be super successful when you're you're that uh you know you're that predictable right so it it as, as a fan, it has been frustrating to me, um, but a win's still a win, you know, whether it's ugly. And, and Aaron Rodgers even came out and said that this week, said that, you know, he's okay with where they're at. Ugly wins are still wins. And, right. you know, it's the first season in, a, in an offense. You know, he's known really one offense his entire career, and this is his first season in, in a new offense. And I'm... You know, kind of going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The 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 fall of 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 MVP Hall of Fame quarterbacks is usually kind of predicted early, right? Like everyone sure. wants to be first to that. Like, oh, Tom Brady's done. You know, Paul Churchill fell into that a few years ago. Everyone wants to be in, Peyton Manning's done. You know, they all want to be the first to that, and because that's a splashy story, right? So you're going to hear that a lot. And sure, Aaron Rodgers hasn't played. MVP level Aaron Rodgers for a little bit, but I'll still I'll still stake my stake my bet with him. And nobody is saying that Aaron Rodgers is in a Hall of Fame quarterback and and is still uh, you know not at the top of his game, but you know close enough and can still lead a team to victory. Uh, and again, I think even Viking fans would agree with that. Um, but this is still not a Packer team as a team as a whole that is. Um, really to the same level that they've been uh, last year or, or in previous years or even earlier this season. 
So my concern for Packer fans is that, yes, they're going to win the division, and I think we can concede that, um, even if the Vikings win this Monday. Uh, mm. the, Detroit is not uh, a team that can uh, upset the Packers, in my opinion. I don't think so, yeah. So, well, but, all right, so we... Looking at that, though, you, you say that the Packers are going to win the... The Vikings still could get the number one seed. This is not out of the realm of possibility, so, folks. Why don't you explain to us, Josh, how the Vikings could get the number one seed? First of all, they have to take care of their own business. Win, Certainly. Win a, against Green Bay on Monday night, uh, beat the Bears. Um, San Francisco would need to lose to the Rams this week. Okay. Then the the chickens this week need to lose to the Cardinals. Okay, with me so far? It's, it's all possible, it, right? It, yeah, it, it's possible. Anything's possible. Green Bay loses their two games, right? They've already lost the one to the Vikings, so why not just lose another to the Lions? Um, the Saints lose to the Panthers. They've lost bad games before. They got beat by the Falcons. Sure. Maybe Christian McCaffrey goes Yeah, they looked like nuts. they would lose another one last year. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. And... The 49ers and Seahawks in Week 17, they tie. Oh. They tie. And then the Vikings have the number one seed. Well, how about that? it is. So, uh... Sounds perfectly plausible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. So you're saying there's a chance. That's what's going to (laughs) happen. Cheers to you. That was ridiculous. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, the only thing, uh, well, it's not even as ridiculous. Uh, let's talk about kickers again. Um, let's, let's talk about the Viking versus, uh, Vikings versus the San Diego Chargers last weekend. Um, pretty good game. Uh, Vikings, again, Nathan talked about, uh, the ability to step on the throat of the opponent. And I think the Vikings who have had that struggle in the past, finally showed that they could do that yes and no they they didn't make as much out of those turnovers seven turnovers was beautiful the defense looked great that's a record and the vikings do have that same tendency to kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit and and you know maybe not show uh what, what they're they're gonna do but that deep pass to digs that that was a nice play but you know it, it just didn't feel uh, like a seven turnover game. Yeah, they put up 39 points, 139 to 10, but it really should have been closer to like 50 points, 54 points. Right. Well, and I I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think, um, but, you know, one, the, one of the things that I heard is that the San Diego Chargers were the best five-win team in the NFL. Um, I love that we still call them the San Diego Chargers. Too. Yeah, I, they, look, they they play in a crappy stadium that had eighty five percent Viking fans. The, the the Packers and the Vikings both had nine home games this year. That's right. Um, but here is a team that you know they have a they have a good decent quarterback. Um, Philip Rivers, you know, is certainly a, a you know maybe not a Hall of Famer, but uh, I think he's going to be remembered as being a good good quarterback. Um, but this is a guy that can still lead a team. Uh, he can't run out of the pocket, but... Um, he never could. They, no. They, they were playing better, too. Um, and 
they were getting defenders back and it was actually being called by uh, a number of people uh, kind of a trap game or a tricky game for the Vikings and I I was apprehensive going into it so um, yeah grand scheme of things I'm so excited for for how that game turned out for the Vikings and um, how it the defense and the turnovers that can get contagious and I hope that continues and carries into the next two games and into the playoffs um, I, I can't think of a better way, in all honesty, to, to go into Packer week. I, I can't either. I mean, again, the seven turnovers alone is is super exciting. And to finally see that defense uh, turn it around, although, because we've, you know, Zim's defenses have never been uh, the type that have been a big turnover type defense right they, they make stops yeah uh they they they're really good on third down but they're not a ball hawking defense and Very this true. was certainly a turnaround from that and i don't know that that carries through the next game but it would certainly be nice i i would i can't remember if it was you or i that brought this up watching that game the vikings were tackling like the other teams do that try to create these turnovers right. you, you think of a bears peanut tillman punching at the football while you're wrapping up the player and you hit it a few times and that's what happened exactly uh, and the vikings usually don't do that uh, i'm excited maybe it's a change in philosophy um all of a sudden at the end of the year but i i hope that continues yeah nathan do you need me to get the waitress you seem to be out of a beverage um so <laughs> uh, we're gonna call in the waitress for nathan um Nathan, does that scare you at all now coming into this Monday? That he's out of a beer? That Well, first that you're out of a beer. He is from Wisconsin. Um, does that make you nervous a little bit about Monday night? You know, a team that has maybe turned the corner a little bit on defense, seven turnovers, um, you know. It, or do you fear it really Kirk does. Cousins more? It, well, neither really fear me at all, really. Um, the Packers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers specifically just – just does not turn the ball over. He doesn't throw picks. Two interceptions, two years in a row. That's the He's thing. incredible. Yeah. He is incredible. He's so good. I know. Uh, anyways, so I'm, I'm not really super worried about a, a defense. I'm flustered. It is great. I'm really not super worried about a, a, the defense kind of forcing those turnovers. Uh, Aaron Jones is, is and Jamal Williams are both relatively secure with the ball. Uh, Jones had a couple of early fumbles this year, but... I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I don't think that's going to decide the game. Turnovers might. I don't think it's going to be on the side of the Packers. I think turnovers will probably decide the game. Whether Kurt decides to throw a few to my team, but um, Kirk. Yeah, that's why I said Kurt. Kirk. There's a K at the end of that. Jeez. Why don't Packer fans know anything? I mean, I don't, I I pronounce I pronounce Aaron Roberts right. No, A.A. Ron Rogers. Oh, A.A. Ron? Yeah. Oh, perfect. So you talk about that that maybe the Vikings have their own turnover problems on Monday night. I mean, this is is a Kirk Cousins who hasn't thrown too many this this season. Maybe a little bit more of late, but it's not been, uh, you know, a huge issue. Um, Where are you kind of coming from with that... uh, with that synopsis. Well, hold on. Greatest sound in the world. So, so the, when I said that, I said that I think that the turnovers will be the difference in the game. I think that 
it's going to be a very close game. So All it's right. g- it's going to come down to either turnover, big play, like something something like that is going to have to happen to kind of decide the the fate of the game. I don't think that the the Vikings are necessarily turnover prone. I just think that something like that is going to play in a f- you know, right. play into that game. I'm not saying that the the Packers are going to get a bunch of turnovers from the Vikings. I'm just saying that that is probably this is a very close matchup, and I just think that that it there will be a big play that that will kind of determine things. So tell me how the Vikings over or the Packers overcome never winning in U.S. Bank Stadium. Well, I mean it's a relatively short history, right? I mean it's three games. Yeah, they so. haven't won any of them. Yeah, yeah. There's small sample size. You're small calling? sample size. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm not scared. Josh, your take on the Vikings-Packer game on Monday night. I mean, again, you you brought it up. You said that this is this is a game that has meaning. This is uh, something that, um, again, we control our own destiny. Certainly, about playoff bound. But here's a here's a game that's always uh, a, a, a huge rivalry. Maybe our biggest rivalry. This this game does not determine the season. No. Either team. I, I, I will say that, that. I would disagree with that. So I think that this game is actually more important to Green Bay than it is to Minnesota. Particularly because of what we've talked about, some of the flaws of Green Bay already that have been shown in the season. They need that first round bye, right? Like, when you play ugly games, eventually you're going to lose one of those close ones, right? So, yeah. so getting that bye, I actually think that this game is more important to the Packers because... As a yeah, I don't think the Vic, I don't think the Packers are going to lose to the Lions. So and and jumping up into that five seed is a relatively kind of low probability thing for the Vikings, anyways. So the motivation for the Vikings right now is really just to beat your border rival, right? Whereas I think the Packers realize that they need to play one less game. They they need that. They're not, they're not that hot team that can go into anywhere yep. and and, and kind of win a shootout. Right? I I don't know that the the Vikings want to leave it to chance either and and having the Bears week 17 and still controlling your own destiny and, and sure. winning in but they don't want to have that. Uh, but but kind of larger point I I was already kind of assuming say both teams make the playoffs. Sure. Um that even if the Packers win this game I wouldn't be scared going into Lambeau Field and facing them in round one of the playoffs. Being a Vikings fan, um, I, I think that the the Vikings are the superior team uh, overall. They have weird letdowns that the Packers have not had, and the, the Packers have pulled those games out, and the Vikings haven't. But I'm going to rely on the, the more talented team, the more veteran coaching staff. It's going to be uh, good playoffs. But more, more uh, importantly about this game, I think we're going to see the continued maturation and Hall of Fame trajectory of Daniil Hunter. Um, swinging it back over to you, Nathan. We've we've uh, on and again, off again, talked about Daniil. How how are the Packers going to stop him? They have offensive offensive line efficiency rating, whatever. There's a bunch Where's of your me- buzzer? There's, no. There's a bunch of metrics buzzer. about this. Mm. The Packers have, as far as pass blocking, the best offensive line in the NFL. Right? Hey, no, that's the wrong one. That's, that's a, a Google that's, sounder. That's Google sounder. Yeah. Sorry. Um, that's the buzzer. Sure. Uh, so so it's I'm I'm not super worried about protection. 
under three seconds, right? Like if Rodgers is composed, he gets the ball out when he needs to on time, I'm not so worried. If he if he tries to hold on the ball like he has been, then I will be worried. But So, again, and Rodgers, you, you know, the, the – the big difference, I think, for him is he doesn't have the the good receivers that he's had in the past to throw to. He has Adams, and that's really basically it. Um, everybody else is a B or C receiver, and that's why I think he's held the ball so long, is some of these are maybe not good route runners or just not able to get open. Um, and that's, I think, where we're uh, kind of leading here, is that Daniil has that opportunity uh, the cold is making me slur my speech. Or it's, it's certainly it's, not the crooked marker. <laughs> it could be. Um, but again, that's going to give Daniil some opportunity to get past that line. Um, you know, those three-second drop and throw, I don't know that that happens. I, to- I, I agree. I actually, you know, I think that if I had to bet the over-under, I would say I would bet the over. If you put the you know, over-under at a sack and a half for Daniil Hunter for this game, I'd bet the over. Okay. Um, but... But will that be the impact play to decide the game? That, that's another right. thing, yep. right? Like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't showed a propensity to fumble the ball even when he does get sacked. Like, he gets sacked more than, you know, over the last 10 years. He's been sacked more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Right. But he doesn't generally lose the ball. So, you know, he may he may set himself back, but he has the ability to come back from those things if they need to lose And I would, I would agree that that's unlikely uh, Daniil Hunter-Sackey deciding the game. I, I think that the game is going to be decided more on to the Vikings. Who moron? Moron. You, you moron. That's good. It's I getting like rough in you. here. Um, more on the Vikings offense and Kirk Cousins coming out and slinging it. I, I want to see what the Packers did to the Vikings at Lambeau. I want to see the same thing from the Vikings to the Packers, and then I want them to step on their throat and destroy them, destroy their will to play football. One question I have about that, so I think that is solely dependent on one thing, and we haven't talked about it yet, and that is the health of Adam Thielen. Jair, Exa- Jair Alexander is turning into a legitimate shutdown corner. I think if Jair is plastered on Stefan Diggs all day long, he might have an okay day. He's not going to have a career day. Like Jair's doing four for sixty-eight, somewhere in and, there, and right? A half touchdown. So you need Hard that score half touchdown. So you need that second option, right? And it, in the first matchup, Adam Thielen was that. What is what is his status going into this game? He came out of uh, San Diego, um, no no worse for wear, um, he, and I was apprehensive about bringing him back for that game, and uh, again, Matt and I watching that, I was concerned about him. He, he took a, he an end around. He was tentative. I, I don't want to put him in that position in his first game back, but Matt said, hey, we got to try to test it. So anyway, it, it all came back okay. So now he has a game under his belt, and going into that game, they said that he was going to be 100% healthy. So now he's knocked the rust off. 
I really hope that we get that that the true Adam Thielen that puts up the eight for one twenty eight and a uh, touchdown and a half. Well, and I think there was a certain point in the game where Adam kind of said, "Look, I'm not going to continue to push it hard yeah. because we're up uh, so many points." And again, I think that anybody who has experienced a hamstring injury—I don't think any of us—but uh, uh, these are things that come back fairly easily. Um, they come back just by just a little tweak. Yep. And I think he was tentative even at the beginning. Um, I don't know what his well, stats he, were for the well, game, but given what happened to him in the Chiefs game, right? He was supposedly right. healthy coming back from that, and, and early on, he tweaked it right his, away. Yeah. yeah. And and so that's a thing that he he wants to be ready. Not not only maybe for the Green Bay game, but more importantly for the playoffs. And again, if he tweaks it again or, or injures it again, um, this is this is going to hold him out for all of that. So again, giving that test and what a great test to do it against the Bolts. Um, you know, you've got now maybe an even more healthy uh, Adam Thielen, and I think that's going to be a little bit more dangerous than than what we're thinking uh, from what we saw in San Diego. And I think you uh, correctly diagnosed the injured Viking that has a bigger impact on the game when you compare Thielen and Delvin Cook. I think that as good as Delvin Cook is and as much as I love him, I think that he he isn't going to decide this game um, but Thielen could. I think that we can roll with Madison if he's healthy or Mike Boone. That offensive line is working very well from the, the run game standpoint. And I want Delvin for the, the playoffs. So if he's not really fully healthy, I feel fully comfortable moving ahead with, with Madison and uh, Boone and, and let I hope that Thielen then is the, the deciding factor. I really think that it's going to come down to Dan Bailey. Oh, jeez! Why do you have to throw stuff Why at is me? Nut cup metal. <laughs> well, because I know how hard That's you kick. That's gotta be so cold. Well, right now it is. Oh my god. Yep, right now it is. Yeah. Um. So okay, let's get down to it. Nathan, prediction for the game. I. I'm gonna go with my heart here. I'm gonna say. Packers twenty four. Vikings 21. Somehow, big game Kurt is going to show up and throw a pick late, and and that's how we're going to win. Wow. All right. Well, very similar to how it happened in Lambeau. Yeah, you yeah. seem to think that history will. I forgot itself. about that moment until now. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. Why well, do you, here's another sleepless. Why do you got to open the wound? Do you Sorry. know how how much counseling it took for Josh to get over that? Wow, just what a friend he is. Well, um, I actually had dinner with Kirk Cousins uh, at Pizza Ranch. I texted you guys that picture and um, ran into him outside the ladies' room. Uh, Nathan seems to think we both were in there. That wasn't the case. He was clearly outside of the ladies' room. I said, hey, Kirk, uh, can we have a sit-down chat, you know, break, yeah. br- break bread together? And and he was able to get me through that and say that it's it's really a team game. And the losses isn't a Kirk Cousins loss; it's a Vikings loss. So I was able to work work my way through that. Well, I'm glad that you had that discussion with him. But uh, let's see how it helps you with this week's picks. So a little bit of controversy as we're moving into our picks. Um, last week, one of the games was uh, Denver 
at Kansas City. By the way, who doesn't turn their phone down uh, for a podcast? Anyway, that apparently is Josh. So we have Denver at Kansas City. Last week, uh, because we recorded on a Monday, we did not have our normal DraftKings uh, uh, spread. Yep. So Mine wasn't out for that. We went with CBS Sports. And they had it marked as a pick. The, they did, and we both checked it, and it was a pick. So I went big on this game. You I, did. You went a thousand dollars. Reed, Reed talked me into that, rightly so. Right. I submitted my bet to the Mythical Sportsbook. They did not accept. Yeah, it. the Mythical Sportsbook rejected your bet. Um, so Josh, uh, throughout the week, has uh, amended his bet. Yeah, a lot of teeth gnashing, research, and yep. I, I, I shit the bed. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I should have went with my gut on that one. So you you picked Denver because Kansas City was favored by nine and a half, and you went with Denver for the points, but you reduced your bet to a hundred dollars. So uh, that's not bad because you you kind of came ahead the the previous week. You're up to thirteen thirty five, and you won my pens frozen. Well, so I had Minnesota winning for two twenty five, two twenty five, and then you had Green Bay. Uh, uh, Chicago. Yep, yeah, I and mean, I picked Chicago. You did pick Chicago with the points. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't enough. They did not cover, uh, or Green Bay covered the spread. So oh, that last touchdown on the the laterals of even if he would have got in and and they wouldn't have got the two point conversion at least. Uh, How much do you think Nathan was sweating oh, on that? Yeah, he looks calm, cool, and collected right now. Right, but his it's cold out. Froze. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, too much Botox and freezing air. So, I, so I'm plus 50. You're plus 50, so you're at 1385. So You're going to have to start getting a heater for your pen. I think I am. So Or use a pencil. Shut your mouth. Um, so <laughs> this week's games. He unfreezes his face for a comment like he that. He does. God. We got Buffalo at New England. Uh, New England is favored by six and a half. I know you Buffalo love the Buffalo Bills. At New England. New England, yeah, they, 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 they kind of righted the ship last week. The defense kind of. showed up uh, against Cincinnati. I don't know that six and a half at New England is enough. I, I'm, I, I, that line needs to be higher to me. It, it needs to be eight and a half or so. Okay. Even though Buffalo is a... a, a strong playoff team uh the fifth seed in the afc right now so i'm gonna go with the patriots and and think that they really try to to get things rolling uh i'll, I'll take the patriots for 175 175 all right our next game is you know this is a big rivalry game and maybe there's not a whole lot of meaning to it right now but we have dallas at philadelphia well, there's a lot of meaning for two shitty teams that's true um but we've got Dallas favored by three. Dallas at Philly. Philly has no wide receivers. Greg Ward is their their only healthy wide receiver, it feels like. They have uh, Goddard, Ertz, the two tight ends. A little bit of running game from Miles Sanders. Um, I, I just think that Dallas really got things going in the right direction with last week's win at home against the Rams. Blew them out of the water, and I, I think these are, are teams kind of heading in 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 different directions 
both very slowly heading sure. in those directions. Um, so I, I will take Dallas a little bit more apprehensive about it because it's at Philly, and I have to give the points away. That's true. Um, so I'll take that one for 50, and, and I'll take Dallas. All right. And finally, the big game, the game of the week, in my opinion, Monday Night Football, Green Bay at the Minnesota Vikings. What's the line here? Minnesota is favored by four and a half points. It's at home, a U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings haven't lost there. Um, they put up big points. Tough, tough team to face at home. So I understand why that line settled at four and a half. I, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable um, from that standpoint. I do think the Vikings are going to win. Um, and I, I will pick them to cover as well. Um and, and I'll go with a, a conservative $100 on that one. $100 for the Vikings to cover. I like that. Nathan, your thoughts? I think it's going to be a very close game. for. I think it's going to be a field goal game either way. So I don't know if I would. Dan Bailey. I don't know if I, I would. I like Dan Bailey. I don't know if I'd take the four and a half. I, I, if I were you, I'd probably, I'd probably take Green Bay. But but think that the Vikings were going to win if I if I were you right yeah. and you're not him um uh far more attractive than you um but that's a good pick I like it you know we're gonna we're gonna see Monday night so again there's no milk on the table this evening but uh it would be it would be frozen by now because yeah. I can tell you the the beer that's been in the glasses or the cans has been uh has been iced over. So, Josh, what is in your bowl? Well, tonight I've got, uh, I'm going to General Mills for a few weeks in a row. We've given Aldi their, their fair shake with the Millville. Um, but we're going to roll with some General Mills. And we have the Cocoa Puffs tonight. Ooh, um, cuckoo for those, baby. They were one of my favorite cereals growing up. Um, just jump in there, get your fingers in my bowl, um, and grab my balls. Uh, my co- by puffs, my cocoa puffs, and this is uh, still a very solid cereal. I will say that the Reese's puffs have greatly overtaken um, in the rankings of the puff cereal for me, and it, it's a larger puff. It, it's again not as dense. Um, the the cocoa puffs aren't puffy enough. They're they're a little bit too dense. They, they, they are. They stay a little bit firm. But um, they stay firm in milk, and that's the beauty. They they do. Um, but when it goes south, it goes south. That's but, certainly but true. You've seen me eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> the, the cereal. There's, not no, going time. South. there's they, no time. There's no time in that bowl. I get after it. Um, so I'm excited to to have this cereal again. It's it's probably been a good. I don't know, six and a half years, let's say, since I've had uh, some Cocoa Puffs, just because I've, I've relied on the Reese's Puffs. Um, but uh, I, I'm excited to, to, to give this one a go again. Uh, and what happens one. to your milk after the... It's chocolatey goodness. <laughs> that is probably the highlight of, of this uh, the Cocoa Puff cereal. It is delicious. Well, please, everybody, check out our Facebook page. We are on Facebook at Sports on the Porch. And where can they find us on Twitter? At MN Sports on Porch. So please send us a tweet, uh, check out our, t- follow us or whatever they do on Twitter. I don't know. Twitter's this uh, anomaly for me. but Matt, I did want to say one thing. I just wanted to congratulate the Gophers uh, on their 
bowl berth in the second cousin of them all, the the Bloomin', back. the Bloomin' Onion Bowl. Yeah, the yeah. Onion. yeah. They were so excited to get there that they all wrote thank you notes. They oh, did. Isn't yeah. that super yeah. nice? We're super it's, nice it, in Minnesota, isn't yeah. That just nice. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Can't, can't thank you good. enough for all the time, Nathan. <laughs> My goodness. Um, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Poked with a thorn. Yeah. My goodness. We do actually want to thank you. Send you a letter from Pasadena. Oh, what a jerk. What a jerk. Um, But we do want to be honest and say thank you to Nathan for joining us again. It's always a pleasure to have you, even though it's not not a pleasure to look at you because those colors just aren't good. They're ugly. Next time I'll wear the sequin unitard like you and we can be matching. Well, that'd be nice. That'd be sweet. It would be super nice. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. Um, So thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, Skyuma. How? Go wild. And Skull Vikings. Nathan, don't. Go, Pat. Go. Don't. Good night, everybody.